NFL fans, Connor McCarthy here with my co-host Blake Pace here to talk to you about another week in the NFL. A lot of things happened this week as always. Uh, what do you think, Blake? It was a good week. I think we learned a lot about a few uh, potential contenders. You know, we learned what teams are real, what teams are not. And uh, we saw a game in Mexico. That's always fun, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. So we'll get right into it and we'll talk about one of those uh, contenders or what we used to think was a contender. The Chiefs started off strong with a 5-0 start this year, and they're now 6-4 and four after losing uh, four games in the last five. And um, they just lost to the Giants, who were 1-8. And, eight. and mm-hmm. uh, people weren't really uh, thinking about the Chiefs too much, and they thought they would uh, find their stride. But after that loss, a lot of people are thinking about them. Uh, so what's wrong with the Chiefs, Blake? You know, the, the biggest thing I look at with the Chiefs is it's Alex Smith. Um, you know, through the first five games when everyone was like, oh, he's the clear, you know, MVP front runner. Yards per attempt through those first five games was 8.8, went down to 7.3 over the last five games. He has, in the last five games, a quarterback rating of 91.2, has completed just 62% of his passes, when beforehand, in the first five, his rating was 125.8, and he was completing 76%. I think he's grown really content with his job. Um, just like I said earlier with Alex Smith, he really got comfortable with this job because he had a great first five games and, you know, thought, well, my job is safe now. Pat Mahomes isn't coming for me. You know, it, it was like back with the 49ers, you know, when, when he was great. Uh, it was because there was a guy coming from behind for his job in Colin Kaepernick. Um, so you see the best out of Alex Smith when there's a real threat behind him. I think he got too comfortable through the first five games. It kind of slacked off since then. What are you thinking? Well, Obviously, I think uh, Alex Smith, his overall numbers still look great and everything, but what I've really picked up on is Kareem Hunt in the beginning, I mean, the rushing totals, he had a 148, 81, 172, 101, 107, four rushing TDs, and that was the first five games of the year, and that's when he was really getting involved in the offense, he was a breakout candidate, and he's still been doing, then you look at the last five games and the losses, 21, 87, 46, 37, 73, with no rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a that's that's a big sign of they, they need to get him more involved. Obviously they're trying to give him carries. He's had a couple games where he had twenty carries, not getting in much, and maybe that is a result of Alex Smith not being as effective and not threatening him as much deep downfield. I know Tyreek Hill can get a little more involved and everything, but Hunt is still averaging five yards a carry, and I think he's really a key to their offensive offensive success. Yeah, and you know I really think that that Kareem Hunt, you know, it, people weren't really adjusting for him. You know, once they lost uh, Spencer Ware at the start of the year, they're like, oh, well, let's just, you know, maybe try and focus in on the pass game. Alex Smith still had a great pass game because, you know, Kareem Hunt surprised everyone in that offense and, you know, gave him a lot to do in, in read option plays and all these trick plays that they run and all the play action. So I think, I think Kareem Hunt has been great for their team. It was an unexpected greatness through the first few weeks, and teams are starting to adjust on him. But, you know, when I look at Alex Smith, one, one of the things that impressed me, with the yards per attempt especially, he, he was throwing some deep passes through the first half of the season so far, and he was he was great with his deep accuracy. And now he's just turned into like a, a Charlie check down, you know. All of it seems to just be, yeah, let's not take a, let's not risk this 15-yard post. Let's just throw it to the halfback and manage to get two yards on a third and eight. So I really think he's lost this step in his game. He's really lost the competitiveness, and I think it's because he got too comfortable with his job. It'll be interesting to see now, though, since, you know, everyone's saying, like, oh, well, 
you know, maybe now's the time to make the switch to Pat Mahomes. You know, oh. they were saying at the beginning of the season, they said it with Colin Kaepernick, maybe this is the time that, you know, he steps his game up again and that re-elevates it because he knows that someone's coming for his job. I mean, so basically what you're saying is Alex Smith has reverted back to his old ways of being the Alex Smith that everybody's used to. Exactly. I, 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 but but honestly, in my mind, there's no way you can switch to Pat Mahomes right now. He's such – he's a raw prospect. He really is. And he has some talent. And, and you saw in the preseason some of the throws he made are ridiculous. And I think he could be a good quarterback one day. But you don't want to rush it right now, especially when – look at Alex Smith's overall numbers this year. I know that they haven't been as good recently. I mean, the Giants game was a big one. He Zero touchdowns, two interceptions which is super uncharacteristic for him. He only has three interceptions on the year, so that should be taken into account. Mm -hmm. He has 2,674 passing yards this year. He's still completing 69.4% of his passes. He has 18 touchdowns and three interceptions, 107.6 QBR. I can't bench a guy that's doing that right now. I'm sorry, over a full season, that's just ridiculous. And you look at some of the people in the NFL, and you look at some of the rookie quarterbacks, Trubisky, um, you just saw Peterman, but like, you don't know what you're going to get out of a rookie. And Alex Smith, he's still a good quarterback, and I think he can lead this team. The one thing that has been um, shaky on the Chiefs all year has been that defense. It really hasn't shown up some games. Uh, they gave up 31 to the Raiders when they weren't even doing that great of offensive, and then they gave up uh, 19 to the Broncos, 28 to the Cowboys, 34 to the Texans. They only gave up 12 to the Giants, but that's the Giants' offense with their four-string receivers out there. So... The Chiefs' defense hasn't been impressing me this year, and I think that's a lot. The Chiefs' offense was so impressive in the beginning that people kind of looked that over, but the Chiefs have built an identity on defense over the past couple of years, and it just hasn't been as uh, strong. Yeah, and, you know, even even with the Giants, yeah, they only put up 12 points, but, you know, Eli Manning systematically, you know, just went through that defense and picked them apart small play by small play. That You know, they don't have any explosive receivers. Like you said, they're working with a bunch of backups and Eli Manning. But, you know, he still methodically worked through them. That defense was something else that I was thinking. They've just had, you know, too many injuries over the past two years. Um, and, and it's really come to hurt them. They don't have the best depth on their defensive unit. And, you know, you lose Eric Berry first, yeah, uh, first that's week what I was of the gonna... season. You lose all those guys. And, you know, all of a sudden you're playing a bunch of guys that, you know, weren't ready to be in this role yet. And so the defense, yeah, the defense has slacked a lot. Yeah, I'm not going to give him a complete pass because every team in the NFL has to deal with injuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like now more than ever we've seen so many big stars go down. But, I mean, Eric Berry, he's just a special player, and he's a real difference maker. And not having him this season, you're right, it took a lot of the soul from this defense. I mean, he means so much effort plays to just pure athleticism to just knowing where to be. I mean, that's a guy you can't replace. No. And once again, we were talking about the offense so much in the beginning, going 5-0, and that you tend to forget. But right now, it's showing now more than ever. Exactly. And, and just one thing, going back to Pat Mahomes, I did a lot of work on the, uh, the NFL draft last year with the quarterbacks. And Pat Mahomes is actually my top-rated my top rated quarterback in that draft. And, you know, I, I understand he's a, is an extremely raw prospect. You know, he ran through that uh, – that offense in Texas Tech that isn't NFL built at all. So, you know, he's had to spend a lot of time with that. It'll be interesting to see, though, with, you know, Alex Smith has had great numbers over the season, but over the last five, like I said, you know, 62 uh, completion percentage, just a 91.2 quarterback rating. It's it's not the first five games, and this was a team that we were saying halfway through this season so far, they're the biggest threat to the Patriots. Now they're looking like they may not even make the, the playoffs. If the Chargers or the Raiders figure something out, they could be looking from the outside in. And so I, I understand that Alex Smith is is a great quarterback, 
but something's got to ignite a fire in that team, and, and Pat Mahomes could do a lot. He's an explosive player. He's got two-way ability. He can throw the deep ball, which is what this team is lacking right now. Alex Smith is just throwing all these short routes. You know, it, it's, it's a tough decision to make. I don't think they should do it, but it'd be interesting to see, say, they lose to the Bills or, you know, they get a couple yeah. more losses. You know, you could be looking at something that they might feel like they have to do. I just uh, see or you're not probably gonna like this, but Patrick Mahomes, I I think he could be a good quarterback one day. But when it came to like quarterback readiness and everything, he was down the list for me. Like mm-hmm. you said, he ran Texas Tech offense. I just think that people need to be in a good system where an NFL system to be able to go in and play like be a good quarterback in the league right away. I think Patrick Mahomes has some ways to go before he gets to that level. I mean, he's very unorthodox in a lot of his throwing styles and stuff like that. Not to say he has an incredible arm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made the, – the preseason really opened my eyes. Mahomes was not one of my favorite quarterbacks, but watching him in the preseason and some of the stuff that he did, it definitely is an eye-opener. He's pretty much the complete opposite of Alex Smith, a, a yeah. gunslinger that makes a lot of plays, and then you have Alex Smith, the check-down king, like you like to say. I mean, exactly. and so it's completely different, and if you're talking about a spark, that could be a spark. Is it the spark in the right right way or the wrong way? We don't know. Yeah. But I think the Chiefs have to lose a few more games before they bench a quarterback playing at Alex Smith's level if you look at the whole season. Exactly. And, you know, the one thing is – the Chiefs' lead has really dwindled recently, and the Chargers are playing good, pretty good football right now. I know the Raiders just took a huge setback in um, against the Patriots, and we'll talk yeah. about that later. But uh, their division lead is just dwindling, and watch out. I mean, they could get caught. And, I mean, they have the Bills next week who aren't a pushover or anything. And then they have the Raiders who have a chance to come back. They still play the Chargers once. Uh, they play the Dolphins and the Jets, so those should be wins. And I think the Chiefs get in the playoffs. I really do. So I don't th- think Mahomes will get in. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, they could get caught from behind. Might be looking at a wild card spot. Oh, yeah, definitely. And even looking forward, you know, into this offseason, you know, people are wondering, you know, is, is, is did Pat Mahomes only need one year uh, to learn with under Andy Reid? You know, we might see Alex Smith at the free agent or trade market. And so, you know, we I don't think that the change should happen now. I think that they – possibly will entertain that if they lose one or two more games in these next coming weeks. But I definitely think that you could start, you know, to see the calls for Pat Mahomes to be the starting quarterback for the Chiefs next year. Yep. Uh, and I, we keep going on for days, so I think we should go on to our uh, next subject mm-hmm. right now. So, go to the next one. Um, another team that some people read off and people were wondering about, wondering if they uh, were having a Super Bowl hangover, the, the Falcons. After um, having a tough losing streak and losing games to people like Jay Cutler and other teams like that, they they have a couple of impressive wins. Um, they just dominated the Cowboys, and then they won in Seattle. So are the Falcons back to being a top competitor? No, not to me. You know, when I look at the Falcons, yeah, they had, you know, a good last two weeks, but I'm not putting much into it. I still think they're the third best team in that division behind the Saints and Panthers. And if you're the third best, I know there's still a chance to make that last wild card spot or even the top one, but, uh, you know, I think that they're they're going to have a tough time to make the playoffs. The offense is still having a lot of tough time expanding their uh, their playbook throughout the season. You know, losing losing Kyle Shanahan has shown to be a big mistake, and, you know, they did miss out on a lot in their offense. And the loss of Devonta Freeman, you know, for how long it may be, is, is too much. Their defense is better than their offense right now, um, and that's, that's crazy to think of where they were last year. It's the number one offense, you know, scoring offense, all this stuff, all these numbers that they were breaking to see how much it's just rescinded this season. Also, when I look at these past two weeks, I'm not too impressed with their wins. You know, yeah, they beat up on a Dallas team, but that Dallas team is missing their top left tackle and their mm-hmm. their all-pro running back, you know. So I, I really think that 
when it comes down like and, and then this week too. I have not been high on the Seahawks, you know, in a while. It, it's Russell Wilson and a bunch of guys that Russell Wilson tries to make look better. That defense is bad. They are hurt. And so I think the Falcons the Falcons did get two quality wins against, you know, good teams in their uh, in the NFC. I'm just I'm pumping the brakes. I really don't think they have a great shot to make the playoffs. I mean, like you said, I I don't think that they're a great team or anything. Uh, the Cowboys win. Uh, for some reason, Jason Garrett didn't want to help Chaz Green, mm-hmm. and Adrian Claiborne decided to just kill Dak Prescott all night. And then beating the Seahawks 34-31, putting up 34 against the Seahawks, I don't care how hurt the team is under a Pete Carroll-led team. It's still impressive, even though Cam Chancellor and uh, Rich Sherman were both sidelined, and they could both be gone for the year. And, yeah, Russell Wilson is basically that whole offense. He has some good receivers. I will give him that credit. But that offensive line and that running game is just atrocious. And they even had that – I can't think of his name right now, but the guy they brought up from the practice squad looked pretty good, and then he got hurt. It's, it's been seen the theme of the year. Whenever the Seahawks get any running back that does anything, he just gets hurt. So, yeah, I, I don't think the Falcons are that great a team. I don't think they're a top competitor. But I will say – Matt Ryan's looked a lot better recently to me. Uh, you look at his QBRs over the last five games, 99.7, 113.3, 95.6, 104.8, 105 and 115.5. Those are more like what we saw last year of Matt Ryan, those QBRs. Uh, the only problem is I just don't – why don't they throw the ball to Julio Jones in the end zone to me? I just – I ask this question every week. How does he not – I understand he's a decoy and everything, but sometimes the best player in the field has to get the ball more. And mm. I just I, – I don't understand what the coordinator's doing. I I want to see Julio have... The, the fact that he has one touchdown and he has played every game this season, it's an atro- atrocity to me. Yeah, and that whole offense is it's just... It, like, yeah, they put up, you know, some good numbers against the Seahawks. Um, but that Seahawks defense, I, I still can't give it credit. It's got too many injuries. It's too old. I've said this for a, a year and a half now. The Legion of Boom, I think, is dead. I think that they... They have spent too much money on aging players on that defense, and it's shown year in and year out that the past two seasons they just keep getting hurt. And with the with the Falcons, it's been such a collapse since the Super Bowl. I think these are two great wins to keep everyone, you know, looking forward. I just don't see much to come out of it in the coming weeks. I will say about the Seahawks, I mean, they're just trying to find new identity. Like you mm-hmm. said, I mean, the Legion of Boom has been such a – the ground game – Legion of Boom, that's what led to Seahawks' success for so long. Now they have no ground game, and the Legion of Boom is hurt and aging. So now they're going to have to go all in on Russell Wilson, who has been brilliant. I can't emphasize enough how how good Russell Wilson has been. I mean, to have that type of team, I don't care. He makes some mistakes occasionally, but no quarterback should have to be under the pressure that he does. And the fact that the Seahawks are even in the playoff race is purely because of him. So all all credit to him. I think they're gonna have, they're really gonna have to beef up that offensive line. That's got to be a point of emphasis over the off season. Maybe they sneak into the playoffs somehow if Russell Wilson keeps up this magic, but they're definitely not a top competitor anymore. Yeah, I can't think of any. Speaking, I know I know we kind of transitioned to the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm not talking about the Falcons too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I think we're both not too high on the Falcons, but like talking about the Seahawks, like. Is there a quarterback in the league that has to do as much as Russell Wilson? The only one I can, no. the only one no. I can think about who had to do a lot. Is, is Aaron Rodgers. That defense in Green Bay isn't as good. The running game is better. I'd take uh, Green Bay's running game over Seattle's. I would take their offensive line over Seattle's. I'd take their receivers over Seattle's. So really, Russell Wilson is is, is doing amazing wonders for his team. If they win that division, Russell Wilson is a top candidate for MVP this year. 
Yeah, I think we'll talk about that later too. So I think we're going to transition to our next uh, topic here. So uh, another quarterback that's a mobile quarterback that a lot thought would be in the MVP contention but that has taken a step back over the past two games, Dak Prescott. I mean, he, he had Zeke for the first couple uh, for the majority of the season, and he looked great. Past two games, Zeke's been gone. They lost an offensive lineman. A lot more pressure's been put on him, and he hasn't done well at all. 176 yards against with uh, against the Falcons two weeks ago, and no TDs. 145 against the Eagles with three interceptions and a 30.4 QBR. One of his worst uh, performances of career, probably the worst of his career. Uh, is Dak really nothing without Zeke? Or I mean, what's going on? I don't think he's nothing without Zeke. I still think overall, I think Dak is a top. 12 quarterback in this league, top 10, 12, he's in that range. I think that, you know, this is just the first time he's had to deal with adversity since he's been in this league. You know, he came in, expectations were low for him, amazing offensive line, stud running back, stud receiver, and an average defense, and so he didn't really have to deal with much adversity. But now you're seeing, you know, you lose your stud left tackle, you lose the all-pro running back. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just tough to, it, uh, to adjust to. And so, yeah, it hasn't looked great against the past two weeks. They played a tough Atlanta defense, and then they played the Eagles, who I think are, is the best team in the NFC. So, you know, I think that I think that Dak is going to learn from this, and I think that he's going to become a much better quarterback from these past two weeks and, you know, the next four without Zeke. But um, I wouldn't say he's nothing. I, I just think that, you know, it's the first time he's had to deal with any uh, adversity. No, I will say it. I, I've never been a huge, huge believer in Dak. I, coming out last year, I thought he was going to struggle this season. I really did. And he's proven me wrong a lot. So I'm going to give him credit. He's played brilliantly when he has all the pieces around him. He's done great. He's been perfect for him. I've never believed that Dak, when the chips are down and the pressure is purely on him to succeed, I, I figured he would struggle a bit. I didn't think he struggled this much. And I think that's a big part of his offensive line. It's just played terrible. I mean, I can't believe Jason Garrett wouldn't change anything when Chaz Green was just getting eaten alive by exactly. Adrian Claiborne. He had no time. So that's more mm-hmm. of a that's a that's a uh, that's against Jason Garrett on that. But I I think Dak he will struggle until Zeke is back. I think he's he's learning really what it's like to be a quarterback in the NFL right now. He doesn't have all the cushion. He doesn't have the protection and. His, his accuracy has been iffy, so and it's been iffy at times even when he does have the time, and this was before uh, this all happened. He makes some great throws too, and he has that mobility that's great, and I think he'll be all right eventually. I think he's still a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's one of the, he's elite? I don't think he's elite, and I don't know if he can get to that level. That'll be something we have to see, but this is kind of something that I expected, and he's finally looking like a young quarterback. Yeah, and you know, he doesn't it's going to be a struggle the next few games without Zeke, you know, you know, playing the chargers, you know, that we'll talk about that playing the chargers tomorrow. That is going to be a real tough thing with Bosa and Ingram on the sides. Then you go and you play two division games against the Redskins and the giants, the giants, the past few weeks have started to make some, some moves. They're not, they're not doing anything great. They're still the giants, but you know, those are going to be two tough games. And then you still NFC East. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're division games. You, you, you play the Raiders, um, and then the Seahawks, you know, so I think he's going to he's going to struggle. I, I don't think that the Cowboys have a shot at making the playoffs anymore, just simply because of the fact that the NFC is so good this year. There are so many teams that could make the playoffs. I think Dallas, unfortunately, losing Zeke, losing Tyron Smith for the time being is going to kind of slip out of the playoff picture. But I wouldn't doubt his future in the NFL. I think he's going to be the franchise quarterback. He's, he's been amazing. 
And I think he will maintain that top 8 to 12 quarterback range. And, you know, he has all the potential to go up. I just think, you know, when offenses don't have to adjust to, you know, stopping the run with Ezekiel Elliott, it takes away from, you know, the uh, the, the ease of the passing game. I'm going to say this, and uh, this is just to get your opinion, an unbiased opinion. So with the Cowboys without Zeke down the stretch and the Redskins having as easy a schedule they are and the, the tough games they've lost and everything, who do you, who would you pick to have a better shot at the playoffs? The Cowboys right now at 5-5 five or five, or the Redskins at 4-6 and six with an easy schedule coming up? Ooh, you know, that's tough. So I don't know if either one of them are going to make the playoffs. I actually put – I lean towards they're not. But if you're going to take one of them to make the playoffs, who would you pick? Yeah, like, like you said, I don't think either are going to make the playoffs, but I'm looking at both schedules right now. It's it's tough. The, you know, the Redskins are getting healthier. You just saw this past week, Samaj Piran. Although, you know, their defense is getting healthier. Their offense isn't. You know, I, I take that back. Losing your running Thompson, backs. Chris Thompson was huge. Oh, that's, that's a, a big loss. Um, you know, I'm probably still going to go with the Cowboys have a better shot. Oh, I think, my god! Yeah, I know. I know. Big shocker, right? You, I think yep. that they'll have a better shot of getting there. Um, you know, Washington has some good stuff rolling for them right now. You guys have an easier schedule, definitely. You get to play the Cardinals, the Giants twice. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I, this past week is that it really, I, when we were beating the Saints, I thought that we had a good shot at the playoffs after that. If we could have finished mm-hmm. five, been at five and five, I honestly, it's, it, it was devastating. I, I haven't tried, looked at a recap. Usually I read everything about the Redskins after a game. I can't even bring myself to look at it. I've, every time ESPN has brought up the Redskins the past week, I've changed the channel. I can't look at it. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll watch the game tomorrow. I just wanted to see from an unbiased perspective. It's always good to hear someone else say that the Redskins have a better shot at something <laughs> than the Cowboys. But I'll, I'll move on. I'll get, all away. I'll get away from that. All righty. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So talk about another team that's uh, been kind of disappointing this year. So the Raiders coming into the season, I mean, Vegas having uh, the best odds or at least the best money odds to win the Super Bowl before the year. A lot of teams love this team. They came out 2-0, beat the Titans. I mean, the Jets, whatever. But they beat the Titans, who a lot of people thought were going to be pretty good this year, too. The offense looked amazing. Marshawn Lynch looked pretty good. And it seems like things have gone really downhill for them this season. I mean, they're 4-6. Derek Carr has played through a uh, painful back injury. Amari Cooper's dropping balls. Uh, what happened to the Raiders this year, and do they have a shot at the playoffs at all? You know, they had a they had a lot of adversity to deal with this year. You know, obviously Derek Carr missed in a few weeks. That hurts. Um, Marshawn Lynch really didn't provide the the explosion in the run game that they were hoping for. You know, some may be thinking, like, oh, why didn't you keep Latavius Murray? He had a great year for you guys. So that was one thing I think they're really missing out on. And, you know, the defense has actually also had to go through some tough injuries. Um, they brought in Navarro Bowman in the past few weeks. He's done a great job, but they are struggling. And the biggest thing when I when I think about the Raiders this year is the mistake that they made this offseason when they fired Bill Musgrave, their uh, offensive coordinator, to promote uh, the quarterback's coach, Todd Downing. You know, Bill Musgrave in that offense, that was the number two offense in the AFC last year. It, 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 took, the, it took the league by storm. You saw that with Derek Carr. And, you know, I have to wonder why they got rid of Musgrave. You know, maybe there were some disagreements with Jack Del Rio or with what, like, he was the reason that that offense was so successful. You see how important coordinators are. You, you put Sean McVay, an offensive mind, in, in Los Angeles, and all of a sudden the Rams have one of the best offenses. You know, um, so I, I think, and even, you know, with Atlanta losing, uh, losing, oh, 
Well, okay, Kyle Shanahan. With, with, yeah, yeah. with the Falcons losing Kyle Shanahan, their offenses dip down. Offensive coordinators are so important to this league, and when you have the number two offense and you fire your offensive coordinator, something's wrong with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes there's just creative differences and stuff like that. I mean, I'm going to go back to the Reds. Scott mm-hmm. McCallum was a great GM. He's made some good decisions, but sometimes there's external factors that affect these decisions. Mm-hmm. And you can have a very talented person that has to be let go because it just doesn't get along well with the locker room. There's something wrong there. But I think they just got embarrassed in Mexico by the Patriots. It was 33 to 8. I don't even think it does it justice. They just got outplayed so bad. It was It was really not a close game. And Derek Carr, I, he's been up and down this season, but I think the whole team has just been so inconsistent. I mean, there's been flashes from everybody this year. Derek Carr has played great at times. Cooper has even had a couple good games, and he's been mm-hmm. bad too. Uh, Michael Crabtree has been pretty stable. He's not played that great the last couple games. Uh, Marshawn Lynch has shown at times they can be pretty good. But that defense has been just as bad as everybody expected it to be. I mean, Sean Smith and David Amerson have gotten roasted a couple times this year. Their secondary has not played well. Uh they, the thing is, the AFC is so wild. They still have a shot at the playoffs at four and six. They definitely do. I mean, they, they don't have the toughest schedule coming up either. So there's still time to turn this around. And it's really disappointing because I thought this Raiders team was one of the most exciting teams coming in this year. I was really looking forward to them maybe making the playoffs and making a deeper run than they did last year without Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and yeah, I think I think like you said, I think they still have they they have an outside chance of making the playoffs. I really like the Chargers right now. Um, we'll talk about that a little later too, I guess. But uh, you know, I think it's it's Kansas City's division to lose, and if they do, it's between the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders are just you know, they got to find some consistency. You know, they they go two and zero, then they lose four straight, win loss win loss in the last four games. Now they have to go play a Broncos defense that isn't as great as it used to be, but it's still one of the top defenses in the league. They have to play the Chiefs again, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and then end with the Chargers. So, yeah, it was really shocking to see when they fired Musgrave. And this season, they definitely have really disappointed. But, um, you know, I think they still have, they have the right young pieces to move uh, going forward. And, you know, hopefully they figure out what's going on with that offense sooner than later. Yeah, I will say, like we talked about before, I mean, talking about the AFC West, we thought this was going to be one of the best divisions in the NFL. It certainly mm-hmm. was last year. We yeah. thought this team, the whole division, we thought three teams would come out of this division. And the Broncos just fired their offensive coordinator. The Raiders parted ways with their defensive coordinator, Ken Norton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, this division seems to be going in the wrong direction, as of late. It definitely does. I mean, the Broncos, they can't, their quarterback situation is terrible. They're throwing Pax and Lynch out here. I think it's yeah. more of a desperation move. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's ready or not, even though I love John Elway. John Elway is one of my favorite GMs in this league. I think he's brilliant. I think he he knows the season is pretty much over, and he's just trying to see what he can get out of Paxton Lynch and move forward from there. So, AFC West as a whole, pretty disappointing this year. Okay. And we'll go on to our uh, next subject, and th- this this has been up in the air all year. Who's MVP this year? I mean, without Aaron Rodgers there to take it, and Tom Brady still playing at a great level, but we have some other new risers like Carson Wentz. Alex Smith was there in the beginning. Russell Wilson. Uh, I know I'm going to go with Carson Wentz personally. Who are you going to go with, Blake? Yeah, mine's, mine's still Carson Wentz. And, you know, it, it's it's funny. It's it's kind of turned into – the NFL with MVP award has kind of turned into what it is in the NBA. You know, to me, every year the MVP of the NBA is LeBron James. He's the greatest player in the league. He's the most valuable player. If he's on your Definitely. team, you're going to make the playoffs and most likely the finals. 
And so I think they've grown stale with giving LeBron the MVP every year. So they, you know, they give it to whoever is exciting, who averaged a triple-double, who, like, broke all these shooting records with Steph Curry. And I think that's with the NFL and Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time and is deservingly probably the MVP every year. But you can't give it to him because it doesn't it, it doesn't make it more intriguing. So I think, you know, Tom Brady is the most valuable player in the NFL to me. But this year, you know, it, it, to me it's Carson Wentz. The only thing I would say is that if Russell Wilson takes this uh, division from the Rams um, – yeah. I, I think, you know, I think you have to give it he's to him. He's definitely, he's my consensus. The thing is, MVP of me, it's it's really, it's been on a winning team. It's got to be on a winning team, pretty much. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, I mean, that's why I pick Carson Wentz. I mean, 2,430 yards, 25 TDs, 5 interceptions, 130.4 rating. There's no denying how great he's been this year. And I think he's been top three player, hands down. He's been so good this season. I've been so impressed by him and everything. But he hasn't been the most valuable player by that definition, in my opinion. Because, like we said with Russell Wilson, he's that entire offense. He's that entire offense. Without them, they would be 100% lost. If they didn't have Russell Wilson, this team would have a losing record by far. Mm -hmm. And I think the Eagles would have a losing record, too, without Carson Wentz. But I don't think they'd be as bad off. No. I definitely don't. I think the the Seattle Seahawks would be one of the worst teams in the league without Russell Wilson. Yeah. And Tom Brady, we've seen before. The thing is, Tom Brady's great. He is great. He's brilliant. Bill Belichick's great, too. So they they always seem to get by without him. And we're talking about different sports and everything. You look at the MVP in baseball. I think every year that Mike Trout is healthy, he should pretty much win the MVP. Exactly. That's not how it, that's not how it works. I mean, it, you have to be on a winning team, it seems, for all these sports nowadays. And people get upset if it's not. So... Carson Wentz is probably going to win MVP. I think that's who is going to win an MVP, but deserving, I think Russell Wilson. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because it, I also even completely forgot about Aaron Rodgers. You know, if Aaron Rodgers was healthy, you know, I'm not yes. high on head coach Mike McCarthy. I'm not high on the rest of that roster in Green Bay, but it's kind of the same thing. You know, I think Green Bay, you know, they, they had a win the other week. They got shut out in Lambo this past week for the first time in what seemed like forever. You know, this Green Bay team is nothing without Aaron Rodgers, and it's just like the Seahawks without Russell Wilson. Like, if you don't have these quarterbacks on your roster, you're going to be the Browns. You're going to be the 49ers picking first and second in the draft. So it, it is like that. You know, it's it's interesting. It's it's not most valuable player. That that doesn't. It's not what it means anymore. It's it's the most explosive player on the best on the team. best team. Yep, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting thing to say. I mean, you saw the year that Peyton Manning was hurt with his neck injury with Colts. Yeah. How bad y'all did that year? Oh, I mean, awful. You think Curtis about, Painter. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But you think about most valuable player and everything. So you've seen Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. They went from Super Bowl contender to, I mean, almost Super Bowl favorite to get there to team that's not going to make the playoffs. Like, you don't expect to make the playoffs. Russell Wilson, uh, I mean, the Seahawks without Russell Wilson would be nothing. The uh, Patriots without Tom Brady, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. But they're still making the playoffs, oh, and yeah. they're still going to be a good team, and they could win a couple playoff games. You just don't think about it with these other teams. And I'm not to say I think Tom Brady's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not going to definitively say he is. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is he the most valuable quarterback of all time is a good question. Yeah, exactly. So I think that wraps up pretty much uh, all of our segments today. We'll go into our picks. Last week, uh, Blake kind of won, I guess. He oh, I did. Four and one. You did. You did win. You oh, went four nice. and one, and I unfortunately went two and three. Ooh, that's uh, what happens when yeah, you pick so, the. Did you pick the Redskins again? I didn't. We didn't even pick the Redskins. We last didn't talk time. about. All right, good. Just we making. Just making sure. 
I try to stay away from picking the Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> recently, it's been more of the Cowboys that we got to pick. That's so, true. So, let me get it up. There we go. So, yeah, I'm at 10-10 and 10 now, and Blake is at 14-6. We'll go Ooh. straight into the games. Yeah, that's a pretty good record. Well, <laughs> not this week. So, we'll go into the first game. Cowboys versus the Chargers Thanksgiving. Uh, it should be a really good game. I mean, teams that are kind of trending in different directions. But um, who do you got, Blake? I'm going to take the Chargers. You know, the – the uh, the offensive line has had a, ter- a, a a really tough time, you know, against the Atlanta front four and you know the Atlanta defense. Well, you're about to face Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, possibly the two best edge rushers on the same team in the league. They're lethal. That defense is unbelievable. Um, their offense, you know, the the Chargers offense is is getting there. Keenan Allen had a great game. Philip Rivers looks good. Um, Melvin Gordon seems to need to pick it up a little bit. I don't know what's going on with the running back situation, but Dallas is struggling, and I, I really think this is a game that the Chargers just come in and take. Yeah, so uh, this one was the most controversial to me to pick. Uh, I, I really want to pick the Chargers, and I don't want to – I'm I'm making it right now. You just kind of changed my mind. I, I had the Cowboys down, honestly. Mm-hmm. But when I want to think about it, Joey Bosa, that line, it, I just feel it's going to feast. Oh. It's a, but Tyrone Smith could be back. So that, that was what was really wavering in my mind. I don't know how they're going to react with that. And Alfred Morris had a pretty good game last week. He had about mm-hmm. 90 yards rushing. Yeah. So it, it made me wonder, and the Chargers aren't a great rushing defense. So, you know, I'm going to go with my original pick. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Oh, and right. I don't, yeah, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I hate the – I keep picking the Cowboys. I can't believe I keep doing this. But <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys. It's Thanksgiving. is their day, kind of. And this is just a game that I see they're going to win. And the Chargers – they have a tendency to shoot themselves in the foot whenever they look like they could be a competitor. Very true. And that's real. That's really what I'm betting on. And it's not that I think the Cowboys are going to blow this away or anything. I think this is going to be a really close game. It's going to come down to it. And if they lose, you know what? It's a win-win for me. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, on to the next game. Our uh, toilet bowl pick of the week. Uh, my favorite picks. So, the Bengals versus the Browns. The Bengals haven't been a good team this year. The Browns have been the worst team. So, who do you got? All right. I'm going to the Bengals. You know, I, I just can't. Can't ride with Deshaun Kaiser and the Browns. They got nothing going for him. Yeah, Corey Coleman is back, and he, you know, he was all right for them. But um, the Cincinnati defense is still really good. You know, the offense has had their struggles. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton isn't looking great, but against you know against the Browns, I just I gotta go Cincinnati and their defense to to win one. It's gonna be a close game though. Yeah, I mean you always say I mean divisional games. The Browns always put up pretty good in mm-hmm. their own division. They always do, but. Yeah, the Browns, they're just terrible. They're just terrible. I will say one interesting fact I saw the other day. The Browns are the only team in the NFL to have a turnover in each one of their games, as in hmm. they've caused a turnover oh, wow. in each one of their games. So that defense has actually been better than people have given them credit for. Oh, yeah. Especially the rush defense has been really good. But I'm going with the Bengals. I just hmm. think they're the better team, and like I, I can't pick the Browns. I think they might go in 16 this year. So, All right, on to the next game. Um, This is probably the game of the week. The Rams versus the Saints. Uh, Saints playing better than everybody right now. I just saw that firsthand. Looks like they can beat anybody in the world. The Rams came off a uh, pretty tough loss against the Vikings. I know you don't like the Rams too much, so I'm going to assume that you're picking the Saints. Who you got? Yeah, yeah, I'm going with the Saints. And like I said, you know, it's not that, like I said last week, it's not that I don't like the Rams. They just weren't battle-tested. And you saw that. The Vikings came in and whooped them on every play, especially their defensive line. They whooped the Los Angeles offensive line. And so I'm going with the Saints. The Saints look like one of the hottest teams in the league. First ever to go 8-0 after starting 0-2. Um, Drew Brees looked great in that fourth quarter. He torched up your defense. 
That was oh, a yeah, great man. comeback. And so, you know, I it, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game a lot. Um, it's going to be really interesting with two offenses, but it, it's it's going to be. I'm going to go with the uh, the Saints. Well, uh, like I said before, I'm a big fan of the Rams, and I think the Saints are actually due for a loss. I really do. I think they're just due for a loss. It's not even. I wasn't even going off of. I think the Rams are very talented. The Saints might be better. They might honestly be overall better, but I think the Rams come back and um, mm-hmm. put up a good amount of points against the Saints defense this week. Obviously, Kirk Cousins just showed the way. So yeah. I'm going to go with Sean McVay bounces back, and the Rams win this one. On the next game. So I have the Chiefs versus – I don't even have the other team down. Who's the Chiefs playing this week, man? Buffalo. <laughs> Chiefs and Buffalo. That's who it is. Both teams that have been disappointing as of late. Obviously, huge controversy over there. Tyrod Taylor, he's going to be the quarterback this week. Thank God. That's how it should have been the whole way. I can't exactly. believe the whole Peterman way. I, that's just ridiculous. Who do you got in this one? Yeah, I'm going the Chiefs. You know, this, this loss to the Giants the last week was pretty bad. Um, but the, the Bills are a dumpster fire right now. It seems like they, they finally got a sniff of the playoffs and got too, too nervous and then all of a sudden just jumped ship. You know, the quarterback changed like – I don't get how you, you bench a quarterback who had an okay year. It was, it was doing fine. He wasn't awful. It's more than, it's more than okay. He had yeah. a pretty good year. And I like, don't know what was going on. And you, you were winning games, but then, you know, two bad losses, and you replace him with a guy that you then just switch after the first half. You know, that says a lot. Like, Tyrod Taylor is not going to want to be a Bill next year, and I don't know who you're no. going to bring in that's better than him. So... It's a mess. It's a mess in Buffalo right now in their first year of, with the new coaching staff. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, get a bounce back win in this. Well, he's, I mean, I think he's lost the entire locker room. I would I would definitely, as a player, be very frustrated with what just happened. And it's going to be a struggle for them to for him to get the locker room back. I mean, he looked like the coach of the year for the first five weeks, and then mm-hmm. he does something like this, and he's the target of criticism everywhere. I'm going with the Chiefs as well, just by default. So... On to our next game. The Vikings at Detroit should be a pretty good one. It's a um, Thanksgiving game, as always, for Detroit. Um, Vikings playing better football than anyone. Detroit can beat anyone with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Who do you got in this one? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the Vikings on this. You know, they they whooped Los Angeles. And they, 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 they took one of the best offenses in the league and held them to seven points. And, and I really like Matthew Stafford. I really like the receivers. Amir Abdullah is looking better. But that offensive system is not nearly as good as Los Angeles's. And then on the other side of the ball, I think that, you know, the offense for the Vikings is unbelievable right now. Case Keenum's playing out of his mind. The running back duel between Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon is nice. And then Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are great wide receivers to have. So I'm going to go with the Vikings taking this win against Detroit and, uh, and just staying as one of the hottest teams in the league. Yep. I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. And as soon as you say, you said about Adam Thielen. Do you know he ran an unofficial 4.39 at a combine oh. one time? He ran a 4.39, and I yeah. saw that speed. I never, you never think of Adam Thielen as elite speed or anything, but you got to start giving him credit, man. He just keeps breaking big plays. He has great hands. He's been one of the best. He's been top three receiver in the NFL this year, oh, hands yeah, down. Definitely. And I think that he's getting a lot of attention, deservedly so. So I'm going to go with the Vikings in this one, but I think it's going to be a close game. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Looks like um, we only picked two different games this week, Cowboys versus Chargers and Rams versus Saints, so be sure to pay attention to those and see me win those. So uh, that'll be it for the week, guys. Um, Have a good week and enjoy your Thanksgiving. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Eat some turkey, watch some football, and uh, go Colts. Okay. (laughs) 